Hello and welcome to Plan B, a podcast about all the latest news and updates related to citizenship by investment by CS Global Partners, a London headquartered legal government advisory and marketing firm. My name is Aisha Mohammed and I'm your host. In our last episode, we talked about all the advantages applicants can enjoy via CBI, including greater mobility, family, unity, and future security. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you subscribe to our channel on Spotify to stay up to date with the latest in CBI. CBI is a win-win process where applicants and nations both benefit. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss the benefits that Caribbean nations themselves draw from hosting and developing CBI programs. We will focus our attention on St. Kitts and Nevis and Dominica, two countries that have been running CBI programs for decades. On our show today, we are very excited to have Zara Kazema, a communications and public relations officer at the CS Global Partners' London office. Working in the marketing department, Zara works as closely with government mandates and writes about CBI updates in the countries. Hi Zara, welcome to Plan B. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining our podcast from home today. So let's get started. As we've spoken about on this show before, second citizenship is often looked at as a plan B for investors. Do you think nations also look at CBI as a backup to uphold their economy? CBI provides an added source of revenue that is independent of tax for many of these countries. Many Caribbean jurisdictions are using these revenues now to improve their infrastructure, repair damage from national disasters, support housing schemes, and drive sustainable commitments. However, Many of these nations are also keeping revenue aside for rainy days. For example, recently, Prime Minister Harris of St. Kitts and Nevis pledged $120 million to assist COVID-19 victims and to help the country recover from this pandemic. He was also able to do so because of St. Kitts and Nevis' significant financial surplus, much of which is thanks to the CBI program. Dominica, sadly in 2017, was hit by Hurricane Maria, which destroyed a large part of its GDP. How has CBI helped the country make a recovery? After Hurricane Maria hit Dominica, the CBI program helped with the island's housing revolution in which 5,000 weather-resistant and affordable homes are being built on the island. The island is also improving its infrastructure in which roads, bridges, hospitals, and health centers that were damaged are being rebuilt. CBI is also supporting business initiatives and education and providing support to those through the real estate arm This is done through uh, helping resorts and hotels to attract tourists and bring back life to the tourism sector of the island. Dominica is also closing in on its promise to become a climate resilient country. How is CBI ensuring environmental sustainability? There are several ways in which CBI has contributed to Dominica's goal of becoming climate resilient. For example, money from the CBI program is being used to diverge rivers, thereby mitigating the risk of flooding, It is also being used to support agriculture and fisheries. Most notably, CBI money being used to build hurricane-proof housing for thousands of Dominican families, as I mentioned before. Similarly, St. Kitts and Nevis also suffered a setback after the crash of the sugar industry. Was CBI also a part of the nation's effort to build back the economy? The sugar industry in St. Kitts and Nevis was closed in 2005, ending an era of the island's economy that relied heavily on production of sugar. That's why St. Kitts and Nevis's first formal fund under the CBI program was called Sugar Industry Diversification Foundation, 
The SIDF was dedicated to assisting St. Kitts and Nevis in diversifying its economy in the aftermath of the closure of the sugar industry and sponsored by a variety of projects such as student loan guarantee initiatives, uh, the fund for the realization of economy empowerment through subsidization housing, and the people employment program. As we have learned from our previous guests, both Dominica and St. Kitts and Nevis offer two different investment options. One is fund investment and the other is towards pre-approved real estate. How is this money allocated and how does it help the islands? Great question. The money that is invested into the fund is effectively a contribution to the government. The government then uses the money where it deems is the greatest need. Although there are certain guidelines, for example, in St. and Nevis, the funds go towards sustainable projects. The money that is invested into the real estate does not go to the government. It goes to the real estate developer and in exchange, the investor gains propriety rights to the development, for example, in terms of a share. The money is used to develop the real estate. In case of a hotel project, it is used to grow the number of rooms in that hotel, expand its facilities, or even build from scratch. In this scenario, the government only receives smaller government fees. These fees are also put to use where the government deems there's a need. This can range from educational projects to clean energy. COVID-19 is another global catastrophe that will, in the long term, have a devastating effect on developing nations. Given that Dominica and St. Kitts and Nevis are highly dependent on their tourism sector and that as travel shuts down, tourism has taken a severe hit, what do you expect is going to be the impact on these islands and how can or is CBI helping overcome them? I previously mentioned Dr. Harris's pledge of money to counter the COVID-19 crisis and how this would not have been possible without CBI. Fortunately, the COVID-19 pandemic is expected to come to an end and with this, tourism will again come flowing in through St. Kitts and Nevis and Dominica. I can only hope that the drawbacks are short-lived. Investors may look at countries like St. Kitts and Nevis and Dominica as safe havens when working with healthcare systems and natural environments, and thereby be incentivized to obtain citizenship of these two nations more than before to ensure that they have the safety net if the world faces a pandemic once more. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate all your insight. Next week, we'll be back with another episode detailing the rising markets of China and Russia. If you have any questions about CBI or would like to find out more, please visit www.csglobalpartners.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Thank you.